0: hello everyone welcome to another weekly video wrap-up today we're going to start by talking about the bank of england which surprised investors by raising rates by 0.5 percent reaching a fresh 15-year high of five percent okay now this has been done to combat what they're calling stubbornly high inflation now it is true that the uk is suffering from significantly more inflation than other countries in europe now does this mean that you know there's anything different going on? Well, it is true that the UK seems to be behind in terms of the inflation story. However, if we look at this chart, we can see that it's not a matter of inflation being on a different path, rather just being a little bit behind. Right over here, we can see overlaid the UK PPI and the UK CPI. And as we can see, the UK PPI is generally a good. Uh, indicator of where the CPI is going to go, okay? So, having said this, I think we are now entering a trend which I addressed and it's getting quite dangerous, which is a lot of central banks now beginning to over tighten. okay? We're seeing this with the ECB especially as well and the UK and to an extent, right, the Federal Reserve. Now, we did get power coming out over the week, and talking about the need to keep on raising rates, okay? Saying that most Fed officials expected to at least raise rates another time during this year, okay? Flying in the face of what the market has been expecting, which is actually, if we look at the Fed funds futures, right, that we are already going to get cuts, okay? And this actually did trigger a bit of a sell-off in markets, okay? So we are digesting that news of, well, some people are suggesting that new, something that I think was already expected. Some of us were already expecting that the Fed will indeed raise rates again. Now, we're talking about one or possibly two rates increases. If we look at the CME um, target rate probabilities here for the next Fed meeting, it is now, sorry, that's in two weeks. In the next Fed meeting, it is now pretty much consensus about almost 72% that there will be indeed another rate hike. However, we look further on to that September meeting, the consensus is that there will be a pause. So I believe the Fed has signaled that it should raise perhaps a couple of times. The market denied this for some time. Now it is slowly starting to believe, okay, yes, we will get one more raise and then we will pause. But again, we will see how this starts to shift in September. I would not be surprised at this point. Like I said, the UK has set this precedent. And again, I would not be surprised, especially with, uh, the economy um, trending up, or markets trending up rather. Not the economy, in fact, because if we are to look at the latest data in the economy, yeah, we did get those PMIs coming out in the US below expectations. Again, okay, we've got the composite PMI falling to 53 from the previous 54.3%. And this was, in fact, well below the expectations that we had before of 54.4 okay so we are starting to see a little bit of weakness there in the u.s economy start to come out and again this could really start to um trigger that pullback which i've actually been talking to subscribers about for a couple weeks and we didn't we have indeed already i believe it was something like the worst week since whenever the headline came out so we have started to get that pullback i expect a little bit more pullback and I do have to start to perhaps, you know, play with the idea that, you know, could a certain, could a kind of larger degree top be in. Again, this is not what I think for the moment, but one thing is for sure, as investors, the risk is now to the downside. Okay, we've had a lot of upside that we've managed to catch, and now we have to be prepared for some downside at least, if not an even deeper correction. And if we look at the next uh, week, we will get some important news, okay? Of course, we will get Fair Chair Powell speaking and then the initial jobless claims, okay? And now this, as always, will be very important when it comes to affecting the narrative of the strength of the U.S. economy, of course, those initial employment numbers, okay? And then we will also get some consumer sentiment and PC data. So that's what we're looking at for next week. Now, in terms of how this is affecting markets and different areas, well, most of all, we have the dollar index, okay? Now, the dollar did catch a bit of a bid following basically this kind of reassessment of rate hikes here. So, so we can see that we have bounced off kind of this uh, this support line we had here, okay? And, in fact, bounced above the 50 day moving average okay now if we look at the structure here we are pretty much in a wedge okay so i do think that basically we could come back up here okay before we actually break out of this wedge now in theory this wedge should basically trigger this wave three okay basically this wedge should be a continuation pattern where we you know complete this structure sort of trade along here a bit and then break down to the downside, okay? So still expecting that downside in DXY in the dollar index, so something important to trade. And that is you know, primarily one of the reasons why I do think that we could certainly see risk assets continue to appreciate in the coming weeks and even months, or rather more months than weeks because I do expect some weakness in the coming weeks. Uh, let's look at the charts to have a better look at this. But before we look at markets, of course, we need to talk about Bitcoin. Now, Bitcoin, of course, has been the rising star of the week. Okay, we've seen how basically we bounced off exactly this level here. This was the top of our wave four in our Elliott wave structure. If we look back, this one, two, three, four, five. And it's also, you can see these lines here are actually indicating, let's get rid of that for a second, These lines here are actually indicating what you could call an inverse head and shoulders, okay? And this is the neckline. So we actually bounced off of that neckline. And on the other hand, we can also see that we had a lot of confluence around this level. We also bounced off just about that 50% retracement of this rally here, which we have labeled here as a wave one in our Elliott wave structure. And we bounced off the 50% retracement level. Very Clearly, and we also but pretty much also uh, bounced off this kind of uh, downward trend line, more kind of a descending, um, not quite a wedge, just a descending channel. Yep, yeah? and of course we can see that once we broke out of that wedge, we really did begin to see um, a lot of momentum picking up. Okay, so we broke above, let's so, of course that wedge, which also, uh, <coughs> sorry, we broke up out of that wedge and also that 50 moving average and of course that's where momentum really picked up now in the more shorter term i would expect some sort of a retracement as we can see here okay we can see we have here the an abc structure that should follow this primary impulse and of course we should find support at the lowest back on this trend line trend line here yeah? so about 27k at the lowest this of course before we continue into basically this kind of diagonal that we're forming to finish off this wave uh what would be this wave three okay so one two three four five okay now i want to also present a slightly different count and this is perhaps a little bit more clear if we look at the gbtc uh, chart that's the grayscale bitcoin trust this is Actually, I was looking at this chart and thinking, wait a minute, this actually looks a bit more. Now, we can make this count with Bitcoin, too. But this makes me think, right, that, in fact, this was a wave one, okay, potentially. And then we had a wave three, same length as the wave one. And now we would get a wave five. Oftentimes, uh, we get extended wave fives in Bitcoin. So GBTC could continue into this area. Of course, what does this mean for Bitcoin? and gbtc right it means that this is in fact a one and then we'd have a pretty significant sell-off okay so then we could potentially sell off back into you know levels of like 20k let's go back to the bitcoin chart to see it a little bit better so rather than have that now on the bitcoin chart it's a bit harder to see this i don't really like this as a wave one um but potentially, so rather this would be the wave one then, two, then we'd have this as a three, just about, yep, yeah, just about filling in that wave. Um again, this is rare. Um uh, so this is why it's not really my primary right now, but that could be our wave three there, four, five. And then basically saying, okay, well, that's it then, right? So we have, now, what's good about this to an extent is that, first of all, our target for most immediately is this, okay, this is something I'm pretty sure about is that we're going to reach around this level. This is where we have significant resistance, just around this uh, 40K area. And this is where the FIPS are projecting us. Of course, what this means is that once we reach that level, hypothetically, wave two could retrace back. Around say well, somewhere around twenty five even twenty two thousand, and this would of course um be very much in line with our idea of the halving cycle, which um you know sort of shows us that Bitcoin tends to rally for a little bit before the halving, then it consolidates, and then of course it begins to rally up again right after the halving a halving that is of course due around april, March, I believe, so Somewhere, I think somewhere around here. Anyway, well, you have it. It's not exact, but somewhere around there. And this dynamic that basically we also saw play out last cycle again. Not something that necessarily has to play out again. It has pretty much played out uh, the last few mining cycles, basically. But uh, something to now, of course, this was a bit, you know, exacerbated by the um, the um, the COVID the COVID crisis, of course. That's why we got this low here. You can see that actually, you know, Bitcoin retraced almost hundred percent, right? Retraced uh, down to the um zero point one one three extension. So again, uh, a lot of potential there for you know perhaps um, a big sell of coming. Something that we definitely have to have to watch out for, okay? Because this is something that could happen, and this would be in line with perhaps an idea that I'm you know going to start playing with that markets could also be in for um, larger than expected correction. Okay. Now we look at something like the XPX chart. I have been bullish for a while. You know, I've, I've made that pretty clear, but I've always had this um, kind of outline in the background. Yeah. Where in fact, this is actually part of a larger three, four and five. Okay. Now does the, now, could we make even lower lows? It's not impossible, okay? Now, if we look at basically the Fib levels of here, and we were to measure, for example, right, count as the wave three. Now, we can see that we did retrace quite nicely into that 61.8%. Uh, level which is what made me quite confident and to be fair we have basically broken above what you'd expect um uh, this four wave to retrace okay let's uh, get rid of some of these levels okay but having said that first of all it's important to note that we are approaching uh the top of our wave three so at the very least we should get some sort of a retracement yep before we continue into what could possibly be new all-time highs, okay? So, first of all, we have to watch out. Now, we are expecting, at the very least, uh, some kind of a pullback into this level over here, which would be about 4,100. would be the 50% retracement of where we are now, okay? Now, could we be in a larger wave 4 that then leads to a lower 5? Something we have to consider. It's not my primary expectation, but it's something that we have to watch out for. And there is also a possibility, right, that we could be talking about slightly different structure. Again, like in Bitcoin, perhaps talking about more of an, right? If we have a diagonal here, and this is an ABC, and this is in fact only, sorry, that's the A here, where this is only our ABC, and this is actually all a wave one, okay? So first of all, obviously, this is a lot more bullish in the long term, but it does mean in the shorter term that a retracement could take us much, much lower, right? If we then, sorry, if we then project the fibs down from this level as the top of an initial uh, wave one, then of course, we can see that we have the potential to land much further down, okay, around 2,800. And this does actually coincide quite well with for example, the uh, weekly 200-week moving average here. Yeah? So something to take into account. At the very least, we're expecting some sort of a pullback, and I think we're going to have to basically pay a lot of attention to those uh, numbers coming out in terms of the economic strength. Because, like I said, you know, this recession that um, we've been expecting has kept getting delayed, but that recession is coming, and I do see a lot of uh, trouble up ahead with a lot of these central banks basically, in my view, um, over-tightening, okay? So that's certainly something that we have to look out for. But this back how it was. So for now, we're watching that 4,100, and that would be the, uh, the level to get back in. Now, talk a little bit about commodities, because those have also been moving sort of kind of in the direction that we expected. At the very least, gold, which, uh, like I said before, should really hit – at least, um, I don't have all these FIB levels here, should hit at least that 174. This is GLD. Um, of course the, um, so let's go to the daily chart. And I did say that I was actually looking at more of, um, retracement. Yeah. So I have so many, um, let's reduce this count a little bit. So, okay. At the very least a retest of maybe this, uh, 200 day moving average and a test of that, you know, at the very least, this is 38.2% retracement here. 50% would be more likely around 169 for GLD. Okay. So moving in that direction, yeah, not quite yet um, picking up steam from, you know, that China reopening narrative, which has um, not really come together yet. Now we did see China start to begin to signal that it will begin to stimulate the economy. And that is making me think about you know, starting to buy these commodities. One of the commodities that I did talk about buying recently was copper. And I actually put out a trade to buy copper miners. And we did see copper miners bounce significantly from these levels, yeah? And we are now at the, just about at the 61.8% retracement and retesting that 200-day moving average. So again, yeah, I think this, in terms of uh, getting along. Copper is a very, very good spot, yeah, to go long copper. So this is a very good spot to uh, long copper. And I think it's a good way of playing that kind of China reopening narrative. Okay, copper oftentimes or copper basically kind of moves together with Chinese stocks, Chinese equities. For those that follow my work, you guys know that I'm also kind of bullish on the outlook for Chinese equities at least in the more immediate term. Yeah, China does have a lot of problems in the longer term. yeah, It's no longer that kind of epic growth story of the past. And, of course, there's the geopolitical problems as well. But in any case, uh, I think playing this through commodities is a good idea. And now just real quick, let's also have a quick look at the NDX, of course. And this I also was expecting... To see a pullback, and this is what we have got so far. Yeah, now we can see the RSI going back into the um, you know, going back from overboard territories there, and basically so far retracing a little bit. But you know, in the NDX, I do think that you know, as far as this rally can continue, I do think that we could get a significant rebound around basically this level here, so 14.3. We have the confidence of the two trend lines there. It's the 38.2% retracement of uh, this move up. And um yeah, basically I think that would be a good spot to land before we continue. Okay, so not that much of a pullback. I still think that that AI narrative and again that weakening dollar is gonna help uh pull these, uh pull the NDX up still a little bit more, okay. So that's my outlook on NDX. And just to wrap up, I will just say, for those of you looking to catch that um, that train of AI, you know, you guys feeling that you missed out, okay, this is the kind of pullback where you might actually uh, be able to gain some exposure with some lower risk. And, you know, my suggestion is that you buy some Palantir when it hits, you know, some of these uh, retracement levels. Okay, so if we look at the structure here, I would say this is the top of our wave one, yeah? Wave one, which, of course, was formed with here with an ABC. And we have some strong support. And we have some strong support coming in, yeah, around here, around 11.41. That's a 38.2. And further down, though, here's a 200-day moving average. So at about eight, 8.87 now, this would be a very, very good buy if we can – if we can get back there. So for those of you looking to get exposure to something like AI, definitely look out for that. Okay. So this is kind of the path that I would be expecting into that target box over there. Now, Palantir I've talked about before on a couple of podcasts. I do think that, you know, looking at the earnings and stuff, uh, it is, it does look quite good at this point, you know, kind of just about turning profitable, you know, ready to profit from this AI revolution and also kind of this um, increased geopolitical risk that we're facing nowadays. And of course, with that news uh, coming out recently about all the stuff going on in Russia right now, I'm not going to get into that. Um, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll write something about that at some other point. But I'll just leave it at that for today, guys. Um, hope you enjoyed this weekly video. Hope you found it helpful. And, you know, see you next week.